Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly, that's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Monkey tennis? Yappa dappa doo. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I did you miss Monkey tennis? This is mid mat. Let's do slap hands. Idiotic broth. Monkey tennis? Please! Please, though! Pop, 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 pop. Monkey tennis? You need to press transfer! Uh, I like it. It's a clean kill. Monkey tennis? Well, that, that, we, 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 that, we, 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 that, we, we will do that, definitely, yeah. Okay, does Mummy know you do this? The time is ten and a half o'clock. What a dilbert. Monkey tennis? And I know it won't smash, Lynn. Just wrap it in bubble wrap. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. We are live in Manchester slash Salford, and I will prove that with a small bit of crowd noise. There we go. Um, I'm Adam Brooks, and I'm joined by Tom Dark. When you snapped before, the reason I didn't slap you is because I'm concerned. Uh, Nick Older. Liars. <laughs> and Tom Stab. Where's Penguin Period Man gone? <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Uh, so, we're on to uh, episode four of Mid-Morning Matters Series 2, uh, Jasper and Chef. Uh, we are. So, this broadcast, uh, originally broadcast on the 8th of March, 2016. The viewing figures for this episode, get ready, 59,000. 59,000. People are out rambling and in beer gardens. <laughs> <laughs> it was March, I guess that works. Yeah, yeah fine. Um, it opens with Alan asked to do a dedication to Isabel, aged nine, who died. Only when we find out she's buried in the back garden do we realise it's a dog. <laughs> Uh, as Simon says, that's why you should always refer to humans as animals. Animals, as animals, <laughs> animals. Which uh, I think is not fair. I wouldn't refer to a dog as an it. It seems cruel, doesn't it? It Yes. But it's yeah. made them do some stupid radio, so I can see why they've gone fine, there. Fine. Uh, can, can I just backtrack very slightly just to talk about the intro for uh, the, the show? For the very series? much so. Um, so did anybody make a note of what the intro song actually is for this series of Mid Morning Matters? Because uh, it's, it's very short. It's, so it's Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark. It is. It? It's Georgia by Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark uh, from the album Architecture and Morality. Easy for me to say. <laughs> from the album Architecture and Morality. These which are two is hot a, potatoes. Yes, which is the same <laughs> album that's talked about in I'm Alan Partridge Series 1 and also uh, OMD featuring on the Alpha Papa soundtrack. So I did worry... My, did wonder, much like Gary Newman, who's the fan here? Is Alan the fan? Is Coogan a real-life fan? Um, I mean, yeah. How does like, it go? 
I, I couldn't say that. I think it fits quite well into the Alan sort of character. Yeah, but I, I, I do Alan wonder just can. kind of like whether the writing team behind it, if they're, they're, if they're Gary Newman fans, OMD right. fans, yeah, they're yeah, finding yeah. ways to get the music they love into the... I wonder if the there's notes. a bit of a Venn diagram where there's stuff that Coogan likes, there's stuff that Alan likes, and what's in the middle is sort of maybe ever so slightly less uh, fashionable, yeah. uh, but perhaps arguably more popular yeah, bands. Yeah. It, so. could, it could very well be that. Um, just quickly on OMD, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, they have sold... 40 million albums, wow. uh, including 13 studio albums. They have five compilation albums, including my favourite, the best of OMD. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they ask the question, can you even bury humans in your back garden? Simon says, Fred West did. And Alan says, that <laughs> man, what a Dilbert. I say, Dilbert is such a great insult. That's not yeah. used enough. I yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So I went to Google and typed in, is it legal to bury? And uh, this was the second suggested autofill, which is chilling if you think about it for too long, Ooh. which we shan't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brace so yourself. It is legal to bury humans in your back garden uh, I'd like to raise the roof tonight what is essentially a comedy event to draw your attention to the Burial Laws Amendment Act 1880 <laughs> Garden Burial Strap in everyone <laughs> It is possible to bury a loved one in your garden a person who knows the circumstances of the death and has a lawful certificate of the cause of death must first register a death at the register of births deaths and marriages My favourite passages from this touching website include the following <laughs> A body comes within the definition of clinical waste. Um, wow. Ashes can be scattered in a garden or buried in a container, e.g. under a favourite tree. <laughs> Please note that AIDS is not a notifiable disease and creates no problem in burial. And my favourite, the, the earth acts as a deodoriser. Wow. Yeah. All real statements on this website. All good stuff to know. So soil is nature's deodorant. <laughs> Effectively, yes. Yeah. We've to all know. learned something tonight. Good to know. They've, uh, in this series as a whole, there's some quite dark and sinister sort of people referenced, isn't there? We've had Savile, we've had... Uh, uh, Fred West now, of course, Noel Edmonds as well. <laughs> Are you chilling, putting him in that chilling characters. <laughs> Basically the most evil people in humanity. Yeah. Um, some of the big news this week is that large question has been reinvented as colossal question. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's perhaps a result of workshopping names for Alpha Papa, because we know that Alan suggested colossal velocity yep. uh, there. Yeah. Um, but it, I do love that, the fact there's no explanation, even though he does say it's no longer... <laughs> yeah, he does yeah. explain the name has changed, but he yeah, doesn't give but, the context of yeah, why. Yeah. Okay. And today's question is, in what order do you perform your ablutions? Now, just even oh, the word God. ablutions, who uses that word? Alan. Like, yeah, but when did you last use the word ablutions? Uh, when I was typing my notes for this. Yeah, <laughs> you've never used it though, have you? No, no. no. Um, should we go through what uh, his oh, listeners I mean, say well, or listeners? Order? Let's do listeners. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're going to come naturally. It's going to happen, isn't it? I don't know yeah, why I'm yeah, fighting yeah. it. Yeah. So I'll start with Helen, who says, I go to the toilet straight away, get rid of it as quickly as possible, <laughs> and then I can enjoy my wash empty. <laughs> Good advice. I think. I mean, advice, yeah. solid That's advice. just sensible, right? Yep. Got any more? Uh, yes. Donald cleans... <laughs> I thought you were going to take us through it. Oh, no, no, yeah, I can do. Donald cleans teeth. Uh, uh, he shaves while simultaneously going to the toilet at the same time. I've got a question here, kind of, how would, how would he do that? Just the logistics. I mean, uh, I suppose it could work. <laughs> <laughs> but shave, shaving your face with a razor, washing your teeth, or cleaning your teeth... And, and simultaneously sitting on the loo. I think that's the joke, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> um, Sam, I don't need a bath. I just crouch on a strong sink, then it's <laughs> there's teeth, face, pits, hands, then backside. <laughs> and Alan loves Alan. Yeah. is a big fan of yeah. that yeah. one, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the visuals of that one where the, the joke really comes yeah. to life, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything, so I'll probably hand over to you, Adam. In what order do you do your ablutions, and do you have any tips? <laughs> Tips. Um, what, have a bath more than once a year? Yeah, I definitely have a bath more than once a year, but it is negotiable. Um, oh god, uh, probably it's it, it's it's loo then shower <laughs> then teeth then out shave, shave once a week. There's, uh, there's not, not much need for it, is there? Let's be honest. Okay, question to the group: Is it outrageous to clean your teeth and do a wee, be it sit down or stand up? It's quite Why outrageous. Why would you do that? If, you're, if you've overslept because you had a late night... No, I'll just be late. Yeah. Really? Just yeah. be a minute late. You're not going to save that much time, surely. I've got one of those electric toothbrushes which has a two-minute timer on it, so I am banked on two minutes. So are you basically saying this is what you do every morning? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that... I'm yes. sharing a hotel room with you tonight. <laughs> find out, report back. Yeah. So, Put uh, it on the socials. Yeah, so today's guest is Jasper Jones, the attack dog of the anti-establishment. Uh, a cross between a wolf or a dog. A, a, a dolph or a walk as uh, Alan says Alan's words Alan's words and then he retracts that statement doesn't he yeah, yeah. Um, there's 
there's a, there's a lot of digging at so-called controversial commentators here where he's sort of asking him, you know, oh, who, who is trying to shut you up? And uh, he doesn't really have an answer. Yeah, no. so well, just before they get into the, uh, the, the heft of the interview with, with Jasper, so Jasper's in the studio whilst Alan's kind of wrapping up the phone-in and he says the phone-in was remarkable. Obviously, he's kind of using the word not in a very positive way. Alan takes it in a positive way. <laughs> and this reminded me of a genuine phone-in that I heard on BBC Wiltshire whilst I was stuck in traffic once. Um, the phone-in was, what's the strangest thing you've ever dropped down the toilet? What were uh, the answers? Uh, I mean, I can't remember that bit, but okay. I do remember thinking that was brilliant. I tweeted it, that's how I can remember it. Um, I think I've done phone, sunglasses, keys... That's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> Not at the same time. I've only got electric toothbrush. Like <laughs> on a daily basis. But like a phone being dropped down the toilet isn't that strange. Keys I've never heard of before. Phones I have heard yeah, of. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I just remember dropping my keys down the toilet. Do you think we're getting to a point now where there are people on regional radio who, who the majority of their life Alan's been around and so there are now regional people styles who are literally imitating Alan like because, they, yeah. uh, because absolutely. they can't help I mean, we've already discussed North Norfolk Radio, haven't we? Well, so yeah, they've course. got that covered. Exactly. Uh, so my question to the group, what's the most ridiculous radio first? Fernin. Fernin. What's the say? most ridiculous radio phone-in you've ever heard? Uh, in my student days, I presented a radio show, and so, uh, so, <laughs> so low on ideas and respect for the people of Tibet was I, that I had one called Monk or Drunk, where you literally had to guess whether it was Tibetan monks chanting or me just going... <laughs> Incredible radio. I'm really sorry. <laughs> were, were you, listen. You, and were you drunk? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Can fine. we get the recordings of that to insert into the episode? I don't think Please. I mean, if you can get mini-discs to work, then we'll, we'll see what we Jed. can do. Uh, I, yeah, we can, I'm sure Jed can help us make that happen. <laughs> <Okay>. Great. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> uh, do you want to do a quick bit of outfit watch here? Um, oh, yes. Alan is dressed fairly normally today, quite a normal shirt and jumper combo, although I would say awful colours. The colour schemes for Alan's outfits are always terrible. This is, I think that's all right. But, well, Simon's T-shirt is really what we need to talk about. Yes, yeah, 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 so He's got, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. the fake dinner jacket yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, drawn on it. Yeah, it's never that. It's uh, never that. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 the, it's Trust Me, I'm a Doctor. Oh, yeah, it's that's, doctor right, that's what it says, yeah. I tried to find one of these on the internet. I couldn't find one anywhere. So, they, what, you're saying they've sold out due to popular yes. demand? <laughs> yeah. But, again, it's, it's another kind made. of wacky student T-shirt, yeah. the sort of thing where you might have, like, the T-shirt with a printed tie on or something, which, yeah. actually, I think the... Uh, when you could buy the Alan, I'm Alan Partridge yeah. VHS boxes, you could get it with the blazer badge combination, combination. set. Yep. But it was basically it was a t-shirt with a tie printed on it. So oh, that's right. the sort of thing Simon actually would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alan is. I like his little digs at Jasper because obviously Jasper is sort of a self-styled kind of controversial. I guess not quite a sort of Katie Hopkins figure, but uh, I think that's what they're in going that for, direction. Isn't it? Well, this, this is actually what I wondered. Is he supposed to be a specific? Person, I don't think so. I think he's supposed to be like Max Clifford. No, I don't think so. He's a composite of sort of controversial kind of columnists and so on. Um, But there's a nice bit where Alan asks him if the book has him with devil horns and a prong on it because is it because people think you're controversial? And he says, Well, I presume so. To which Alan says, Well, you must have had approval. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's quite frosty from these two from the get go, isn't it? Because I feel like they're almost trying to outwit each other the whole mm. time that they're in studio well, together. Well, it's because Jasper Johns is a bit of a dick, isn't he? Yeah, well, he I mean, is. there is well, He's a lot of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it time for uh, the uh, the Angela on Alan? What time oh. for? Horny interlude. Time for Mr Partridge's frothy coffee. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Ad- Angela brings Alan a frothy coffee. Simon is literally forced into a corner. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so oh, Alan and Angela basically attack each other in the studio. Uh, she leaves, and I've got a note just here that says, Alan does some sort of roar. <laughs> We yeah. just sort of go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. So, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely found this quite uncomfortable it, to watch, yeah. it's and not, even on repeat viewing. I think that that's, that is it. It's, it's uncomfortable. And poor Simon. I mean, there's there's many a time in this series where I feel genuinely sorry for Simon, and this is another one. I'd say this the is fact, the, I'd say this is maybe the worst. Despite the fact that Alan says Simon doesn't mind <laughs> when <laughs> he, he painted yeah, does. He also says Simon doesn't mind. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I haven't got that now. Yeah, and then follows up with, if I was a dog right now, I'd be chewing a slipper. Now. After why? he said, you drive me barmy. Yeah, you drive me barmy. Why, why, why is it... I don't understand the dog chewing a slipper thing. That's I just think, what a happy dog does, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Is it, is it a happy dog, or is it a, you know... Basically, well, I have a question to Tom, because you, you know a dog that's quite fond of chewing a pillow, don't you? So, what's the reason? Oh, well, it would just chew anything, to be honest. Oh, I don't okay. think there has to be a reason for it. But does that mean he's... I think it means he's, he's dead. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. very happy. He's dead set on one thing. He's sexually aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> basically, that's what he's trying to say. Um, I mean, the other note I had about this bit, though, what... 
I mean, as we can all agree, it's quite cringe to watch. But yeah. you are seeing Alan is actually, for once, in what seems to be a very successful relationship. Things are actually going very well for oh, him. For now. I'm oh, sure for now. nothing will go wrong. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Jasper's uh, convinced that he's hated. Uh, Alan sort of tries to uh, find some affinity by saying, I, I used to dish out smackdowns to the fuss pots. Yeah, um, And uh, Jasper's talking over Alan, which is a fairly typical behaviour, but Alan uh, will not let it go. And uh, that's no. going to get well, worse Well, that gets worse, worse and worse. As the episode it? goes on. I mean, I, I did wonder... Um, so yeah, I mean you're right. The, the tensions are building, but is this partly because does Alan wish he was at Jasper's level? Does he wish he was as successful as him, perhaps? Successful, yes, but yeah. I don't think he necessarily wants to be him. But or, at his level, yeah, at his level, 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 level of success, always. always. Yeah. Yeah. I would sort of say, do you not think politically they're probably on the same page? Their views are probably similar. I'm, I'm almost well, surprised yeah, they, they can get on a bit better. Yeah, well, they're they're kind of like butting heads because it's almost trying to be like yeah. outdo yeah. each other. Yeah. But, th- but then Alan actually uh, draws a parallel between Simon and Jasper. He says, "Well, this is you know, it's a psychic Simon. He does what you do, and then he yeah. describes the three ways that Simon taking a sideways look at the news. Which yeah. I don't really feel like we ever get Simon taking a sideways <laughs> look at the news. No, he's basically but... just wordplay based on you know atrocities that. Yeah. Have Happened, isn't it? Yeah, he describes his humour as I've heard of such and such, but this is ridiculous. Or putting him in charge of X is like putting someone silly in charge of Y. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that like breaking down the jokes, yeah, and yeah. also you get the return of lovely stuff as a phrase to explain nice. the jokes yeah. as well. And just as follow up on that, Simon does have to explain it for this, this will be the third time. So Alan said it twice. Simon then has to chip in today uh, to say that if they're doing that today, then tomorrow they'll be doing something daft. So that's three, <laughs> di- three different ways they have to try and explain Simon's humour. Um, there's another one of those. Beautiful mid-morning matter scenes where uh, they're doing something not on air, and I believe Tom Stab is the authority on this one. It's digger time. Well, yeah, it cuts to Alan. If we uh, go onto the side, it cuts to Alan. He's on the phone, and um, he's he's <laughs> he wants to order it. He's trying to um, rent a digger. And can I can I briefly interrupt? Yeah, yeah. For, just 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 for the for the audience. So last last night, um, Alan. Alan? Adam surprised us by um, baking a chicken drizzle cake, which we had to eat. Yeah, you did hear that, right? A chicken drizzle cake. It was genuinely unpleasant. If you're wondering what it was, it was a Victoria sponge with chicken fat poured all over it. It was grotesque. Yeah, you're that's exactly. what I was expecting it, it for was a second grotesque. ago. Yeah. You're welcome. Th- this is something that uh, Tom dropped on us uh, last week that he's done, which I would say is genuinely breathtaking. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in for a treat. Thanks for building it up. Um, <laughs> no pressure. So, yeah, Alan's on the phone inquiring about renting a uh, compact excavator with uh, with a rotating platform and a knuckle boom for the full weekend. I went online and I uh, discovered that it would cost about £189 to rent that. I thought it was quite cheap. I was quite surprised. It was Reasonable. Much. Worth it. I thought, how can I take this to the next level? Um, so I picked up the phone and this is what happened. Hi there. Hello. I was wondering if you could help me. Um, I'm looking... Uh, well, I'm inquiring about renting a compact excavator. When you say compact, well, micro digger or... Yes, please. Yeah, OK. Yeah, I've got them. Um, with a rotating platform and a knuckle boom. Christ, you lost me there. Uh, rotating platform. No. 360 uh, degrees. rotating platform, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. Turn Three... three, they all turn 360, yeah. Great. Um, I'd like to rent it for the whole weekend. Uh, that's fine, mate, yeah, it's 180 plus the vat. OK. Where's it delivered to? Um... Does it come with a driver? No. Okay, so I'll be operating it. Yeah. Okay, because I want to drive the digger. Yeah, that's fine. So you can, yeah, so my driver will drop it off and show you the basic controls, and then away you go. You sign the paperwork, I take the deposit, and that's it. Great, okay. Um, uh, well, where's it being delivered to? It's being delivered to Bill Carr, 10 King Road, Ipswich. <laughs> Bill Carr was delighted uh, and, <laughs> and I can only presume you did get that man to sign a release form before we put his voice on the podcast he was, yeah, he, he, was definitely very, knows. he was very yeah, surprised yeah, after yeah. paying 180 quid for it yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I, I, see, it's funny because in my notes I wondered if Alan was phoning Diggerland has anybody heard of Diggerland? Oh, no. yeah. yes. oh yeah. yes so Diggerland uh, for those that don't know is the ultimate action adventure UK theme park experience where children and adults alike can ride, drive and operate real diggers dumpers and other full size construction machinery and they are 
Dale, located in Kent, Devon, Durham and Yorkshire. It's the perfect destination for action, fun and thrill-packed family days out. Are you on a sponsorship deal? Yeah. I just have to say that. You I want to, to go. Can we go? Yeah. <laughs> I want to drive the dick out. Live podcast from Diggerland. Yeah, we go. Keen. Uh, so yeah. getting back to Jasper, Alan said he had his book in the toilet, but after two chapters, I realised it's not a toilet book. How long was this shit? <laughs> um, Alan also misses a That's the Joke moment, where Jasper suggests spraying the book with Dettol or, or moving it from the loo. Might have been because of the content. He's like, no, it's because of germs, because it had been in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Another mention of Dettol as well, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, on brand. Uh, there are a few racist stereotypes that come up here as well, obviously. Um, Alan says Israelis are rude at airports, and Simon says Japanese people take photos of signposts. Yeah. I've got nothing to add to yeah, that. No, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, moving into the next song, Alan says, here's a guy with a mouth like a snare and a voice like a cat trapped in one. It's Shane McGowan and the Porgs. <laughs> Uh, I think we've got possibly my favourite time check of the series coming up here as well. The time is 40 years after the Battle of Hastings, 1106. <laughs> um, there's also another great caller about uh, how hot would you have your bath, I think. Barbara from Dis calls in to say when she has a bath, people can see her head, but when she stands, they can see her fanny. So she has a choice between drawing the curtains or crawling to the bath. <laughs> I love the image. Uh, is it also at this point that one of the callers says, anyone that says yeah. they don't wee in the shower is a liar? So, question, question to, to the, the group. <laughs> Do you wee in the shower? Am I running late? <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. You pissed all over your toothbrush by this point. <laughs> yeah, so why not, why not pee in the shower? Then I've got some respect. No, 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 I wouldn't pee in the shower. I've got some respect. But I will save time in the morning by uh, doing my teeth. Yeah, we've covered that. Uh, Tom, pee in the shower, yes or no? We've got to be quick. Oh, God, that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> His face is all. Adam, yeah. I can't say I never have. Oh, God. <laughs> I never have. It's a no from me. I do. I do not believe that. I've got dignity. Um, no, no, no man no. wears booties. <laughs> no. Yeah, we don't go to booties now, but they're <laughs> they're warm, they're comfy, and they're brilliant in winter. Uh, Alan cuts off a caller who called in to complain about Jasper as soon as he starts complaining about Alan. Um, <laughs> Jasper suggests shooting people in front of their kids at this point. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, it's he's basically uh, called out on Alan's called out on criticising the working class, which is why he cuts him off. Uh, so my note says too far, Claxon. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean. We've got a lot of, there are lots of times where Alan is kind of scared and fearful of the working class. Uh, but this goes to the point where they're talking about shooting the working class in the head in front of their families, <laughs> or as he said, or as Alan says, and this really is too far, empty the clip into the back of his skull. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. Followed yeah. by just silence, broken by the sound of the widow and his son quietly weeping. Now, yeah. I think Alan's just got carried away, but also yeah. it does serve to, uh, to show how ridiculous Jasper's suggestion was in the first place. So it's kind of an underhand yeah. dig at him as yeah. well. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. worth a mention that Simon's reaction in the background is brilliant he is obviously and rightly horrified yeah um, there's, there's a brief bit where Simon and Jasper are on their own uh, I think Simon's trying to kind of befriend Jasper but, but Jasper it's, thinks it's he's very, it's very awkward it's isn't it? so awkward he's not having any of it uh, yeah I mean but basically Jasper is telling Simon not to nick any ideas from his book and Simon says he's got a book of ideas I'd love to see Simon's book of ideas <laughs> I think it would genuinely be good yeah I'd be keen to see a lovely bit where uh, Alan uh, back checks the song they've just played that was Berlin with Take My Breath Away which I dedicate to my partner Angela who has asthma <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, is it time for Local Heroes, oh, sponsored yeah. by Benson and Hedges? Local Heroes, uh, well, sponsored by Benson well, and Hedges. Well, just quickly before that, the, they, do refer, they do reference that the message board is lighting up. Uh, so you've also got an explanation of Alan and Jasper talking over each other. But Alan says that the lines are the busiest since they discussed Ramadan. So I thought, how badly wrong did they get it? <laughs> did they get stuff wrong and offend people? Yes. Did they have racist callers? Yes. Or was it both? Both. And Definitely a bit both. Of both. <laughs> yeah. Is it on par with the time um, where Alan suggested that um, Norfolk might be ready for a first black town crier? <laughs> he described yes. as kicking a hornet's nest. Yeah, I think it's that, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, now it's time for the local hero. Yeah, sponsored uh, by Ben... I don't know. I mean, obviously, it can't be sponsored by Benson and Hedges, but that's obviously the joke. Um, but uh, we have... Uh, it was awarded to Andy Deacon last week, who was a father of three, who was on a school roof when he found the body of a cat, which he lovingly returned to the family in a silk-lined shoebox. <laughs> uh, and this time around it is awarded to uh, June mm -hmm. and she has to go and collect her winnings from a clown smoking a cigarette <laughs> with £100 in his pocket. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but it is just very funny. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit where they basically have to uh, berate Jasper into uh, naming something that he appreciates or likes because he's, he's such trying a, to, a he's natural cynic. Yeah, yeah, well, he's so, trying to not show any emotion isn't he? Or... Yeah, yeah. So Alan basically gets the point Alan is asking Jasper uh, to name his hero and it has to be not someone who works in the media or London which I thought is <laughs> very on brand for Alan. Um, so yeah we get a 
quite a sudden switch here where Alan actually gets Jasper to talk honestly and from the heart about a teacher who took mm. him under his wing. Mr. So Rick. this is a rare moment where Alan's actually got the upper hand and he's winning. He's taken the high ground and got Jasper to stop showboating and talk with a bit of emotional resonance. Uh, Jasper's almost moved to tears. So it's quite... You know, this is a very rare, well, very this rare is, emotional moment. This is a running theme, because obviously he's disarmed Jasper here, yeah. and he did exactly the same thing with Dave Clifton yeah, earlier I mean, in the series. So it this would is, almost be that he's a skilled broadcaster, but this is by luck. And yeah. don't forget, he ruins it by just going, forget about it! <laughs> uh, do you think the Gibbons could be writing drama? Obviously, they're writing uh, Mid-Morning Matters now. There's a lot of poignant moments in this series. Do you think it's... Uh, yeah, I feel I, like they I, could, I think they, they could. could. They could leave they could, comedy yeah. if they yeah. wanted. Given the setup, as we've kind of spoken about, is so basic, so one-dimensional, to kind of eke out that kind of uh, emotion in such a simplistic form, I think, is testament to their strength yeah. of writing. I mean, I think I was kind of surprised with how emotive some parts of the mm. series are, considering it's still a comedy, it's still back. very funny, Basic. but it does, yeah. does make you feel... Yeah. And then Alan follows it by saying, he's a man who's permanently high and his mates sell blubber for cash. It's Bob Marley and the Whalers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have uh, quite a uh, bizarre observation about the forget about it line. So that's basically supposed to be the mafia phrase as used in yeah. films like Donnie Brasco and things. Mm-hmm. But So I had the subtitles on the DVD when I was doing my second watch just so I could make sure I get the quotations correct. Right. And in the subtitles, it has the brackets next to forget about it listed as Schwarzenegger. Really? Like, that's definitely not in a Schwarzenegger film, is it? No. Not I can think of. I think think they've got that wrong, but I just thought that was quite an odd odd thing. Yeah. Very strange. Um, the next scene opens with a, a lovely open here with, with Alan and a caller trying to sing along to Pumped Up Kicks. Uh, uh, yeah, so we're into part two basically, of the episode now, Chef. Are chef. They, they, they're using Foster the People to treat depression, uh, it seems, in this scene. Well, does everyone know what that song's about? Uh, it's a, so, right, Pumped Up Kicks, it's about a high school shooting, isn't it? Well, it's about, yeah, it's about uh, a kid who is thinking about or potentially on the verge of committing a mass shooting at a school. Yeah. So is, basi- is this scene basically Alan talking someone down or trying to talk someone down from committing a heinous crime, do we think? Possibly. Or I think it might just be a caller who's a bit upset for a completely unrelated reason and he thought this was a nice, upbeat... Is that the joke, that it's actually I think not... it must be the joke. Right. I mean, well, yeah, you've, def- you've definitely got a very weird juxtaposition because, yeah, yeah the- lyrically, the song is very dark. It's like, run from my bullet. Um, but, yeah, it does sound like it's a child on the line as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon's back in his hemp shirt. Um, <laughs> another lovely dated, uh, not quite funny shirt. Ha- I do have to put you up on this. It's definitely a marijuana leaf. Hemp is the seed, right? I do apologise. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, it's not, it's not marijuana seed, expert. Yeah, I've, I've only ever been high on life, Tom. Um, today is Valentine Day. Yeah. Singular, to Alan. singular, singular. Singular. Yep. Uh, and as it's Valentine Day, uh, Alan plays a little jingle, which is absolutely one of my highlights of, uh, yeah. of this series, and I believe we've got it now. Today is Valentine Day. Alan. 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 Happy Valentine. (laughs) That's pretty much your favourite bit of audio from this series, isn't it, Tom? Uh, well, it, it does kind of beg the question, where's that audio come from? Because he's either recorded it himself in a studio and he's intentionally rambled it out very quickly, or is it a recording from somewhere where he's said that in a state of, you know... Is it? Is it? You're basically saying, is it post-coital Alan? Well, yeah, I guess, like, in the same way that why would you have Benson and Hedges sponsoring a section on the, you know, radio show? Why would a clown be smoking and giving out £100? <laughs> why would that jingle ever exist? It probably doesn't bear... Uh, going into any detail about but Well, as we know, there's no production team, so there's nobody saying, there's nobody saying no, is there? There's nobody centre-checking no the album. There's no gatekeepers on North Norfolk yeah. Digital. Yeah. Um, they just don't have the staff, although apparently they do have somebody to hold a bowl for Alan to spit toothpaste into. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, Simon is, is very hungover. Um, I would say he's definitely looking a lot more dishevelled and confused than normal, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Uh, Alan claims that he's hungover and smells like a brewery manned by tramps, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm very worried uh, at this point. I think, God, Simon's going to slip up. He must be so nervous, uh, and this is this is not going to end well. Um, and also, as the trailer's playing in the background, Alan leans over and says, seriously, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> the way he delivers that line is brilliant. He's so annoyed. Yeah. Um, Jill Reynolds is coming in for a good old-fashioned nosh later on. Yeah, yep. that could have been um, better explained. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Alan knows that uh, Psychic Simon is hungover, and he's trying to make him throw up, basically. Yep. We know he eventually succeeds. But he mentions a couple of food products, which I'd never heard of. So he, uh, he says, uh, goblins meat puts in a tin, cold, eaten with a fork. Um, and also tinned goblins beef burgers in brine, again, eaten with a fork. And I believe we have that 
on the next screen. There you go. Um, yeah. Now, what I love about this, after doing a deep dive into Goblin Foods, is that, surprisingly, is not one burger. That is, in fact, four separate burgers right there. Question to the oh. group. Has anyone heard of Goblin Foods? Has anyone eaten any Goblin Foods? I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I haven't. No, I, I, I hadn't, but after after this, I mean, how can I not try them? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm keen to get involved in it. Uh, no, ne never heard of or tried, uh, thankfully. It looks absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah. Annoyingly, I have trawled supermarkets nationwide <laughs> in uh, London, Bristol, and uh, the, a small Tesco, and I couldn't find any Goblin food products. I was hoping to have some on display. You can buy them in Morrison. Morrison's online. Do sell them if you really want to get hold of them. I just had to say that. Okay. Maybe I'll, 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 I think I'll give it a miss. <laughs> Christ, um, because yeah, you, you, found, you found a blog where basically somebody had gone through the whole experience yeah, and a YouTube of eating in a, these. And a, and, a, and a YouTube video where he'd gone through a review of the food and it, it had like 39 views. Yeah. He went through all of that for 39 views. I mean, it doesn't look like meat in any... Oh. <laughs> Still talking about it. I mean, question to the group. Would any, has anybody a fan of eating meat products from a tin? Well, me and Jez... Jez? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that's his one word. Yeah. We, um, in our, well, I was very clear to say that this, this, I stopped this years ago, but I did used to have the um, full English breakfast that you can get in a tin. Oh. Yeah. And Je <laughs> Jez, again, you've got no dignity. <laughs> I don't know if Jez has stopped, but um, I certainly ha had stopped. But it's, it's actually not that bad. It's um, a Scotch egg, a sausage, um, encased in encased in beans. I think there's something. I'm not sure what else is in there, Jed. Mushroom. There's some mushrooms. Um, yeah. Oh. On toast. Lord. Awful. It's, it's actually fine. That's, I mean, sort of, that's sort of thing Michael would eat straight out of the tin as well, isn't it? I'm on the verge of throwing up like so. Okay, we very, yes, we so very much on. have to move on. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, so Fine. Jill, Jill is here to cook up some uh, some food, comfort food. Uh, <laughs> Just noticed Psychic Simon thing. passed out on the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that before. Psychic Simon's very much recovering in the background, and uh, and uh, Alan says, uh, feel free to eat yourself giddy on Valentine's Day if you're alone, but do add in some roughage. You don't want the fifteenth to be worse than the fourteenth. It's a very good point. Good, <laughs> good advice. Good advice. Um, a bit of an. Uh, uh, an allusion here to uh, Alan's uh, dad dying as well. Yeah. Anyone got anything on this? Well, he kind of um, suggests that he was knocked around a little bit, but, you know, he loved him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he goes into quite a lot of detail on, on the being knocked around in uh, the iPartridge book, but yeah. obviously, unreliable narrator, how true is that? We don't know. It, it, exactly, but, I, yeah, that's... Yeah, you said what I was about uh, Jill says, uh, a good plate for food can do wonders for a broken heart, if not for the waistline. Goes to touch Alan's, and as we've seen in previous episodes, he, uh, he has a very strong reaction. We'll demonstrate here. Off. <laughs> That's what happens yeah. every time anyone tries to go near Alan's uh, midriff. Um, he also sets up a very detailed and specific scenario about coming home to a sink of unwashed dishes. You've uh, got the detail, right? Uh, I have, but I believe someone has it as a question to the group. I've got it here. Question to the group. We've all been there. You've come home from another god-awful day at work with people that you hate. There's no one at home. The lights are all on. The sink's full of dishes. You flop down on the sofa. You don't take your coat off. Who are you trying to impress? There's no one there. The TV's blaring out. You can't find the remote. It's been stuck on ITV for a month. You're vaguely aware of some policemen talking to a drunk teenager with a blurry face, and you think, so help me God, I need to be comforted by food. What'd you cook? <laughs> Probably that tin of all-day breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> mm, delicious. So is a shorter way of saying that, what is your favourite comfort food? If you What's like. your comfort food of choice? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Uh, Adam, are you going to stick with it? Uh, no, absolutely no. not. I'll probably go regress back to my uni days when I would take two Dr. Urka pizzas, put one on top of the other, so you had a Dr. Urka sandwich. What? <laughs> oh, no. God. No. Do you still do that? No. Okay. Lie. Not for weeks. Absolutely <laughs> lie. You need to get the cards out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'd go with uh, a lovely pizza or maybe a takeaway curry. I remember, uh, again, in my younger years, I used <laughs> to have rich tea biscuits and digestive biscuits with a layer of butter on them. Oh. It was nice. Actually, do you still do that? No. Okay. Is that uh, a lie? <laughs> what do you do? Mine would probably just be a big old bowl of pasta. Oh, big old bowl yeah. of pasta. Yeah. It's comfort food. It is comfort food. Yeah, fair. simple. There's a wonderful exchange between Jill and Alan, which says, uh, Alan, can I ask you something? You may. What makes you feel sexy? <laughs> Sitting in a leather chair in my underpants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean food-wise. Oh, blue cheese. Yeah, oh, that's, no, that's nightmares. That's nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Also, is sitting on a leather chair in your underpants sexy? I mean, my first thought was, wouldn't your legs stick to the leather? <laughs> so it's impractical. Pra- the perhaps that's what he likes. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. So Jill is cooking um, Italian food from Naples, to which Simon says nipples, <laughs> yeah. which Alan just turns to him and she says, staggering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely lost his joke mode. Simon is desperate to get back into the banter game, but he's just he's got nothing. He's laid low. Oh, dear. Uh, and this is the point where, doesn't Alan say to Simon, do you live in a drop-in centre? Yeah, which Simon says, back off. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, tensions are kind of at an all-time high at this point. Yeah. Uh, and Simon reveals he's been drinking at home alone uh, because he's broken up with his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but obviously Alan kind of cuts him short and doesn't really ask for any of the details. No. That's not the only time in this series when Simon's trying to divulge something about his personal life and open up to Alan, and Alan just doesn't give a solitary yeah. shit, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. In, in one of the earlier episodes we covered in Bristol, he, uh, Simon just started a story about how he was on, on a path to, to, to refine his real mum, <coughs> yeah. uh, just getting to the meat of the story when Alan just cuts him off, yeah. uh, which he does here. Well, in fact, actually, uh, Simon says, back off, I'm having a tough time at the moment. Alan's so yeah. flummoxed, he says, oh, here's Travick and Traffle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, Jill needs the loo, uh, but Alan's saying, use the disabled. He's only in on Wednesdays. They designed the whole building around him. Uh, I think there's a joke about the disabled loo studio set up in Alpha Papa as well, isn't there? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. this is a callback yeah, well, to that. Um, that's kind of when him and Angela first get frisky in the disabled loo. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Isn't it? Uh, and Alan's also uh, been angry at facilities for disabled people inconveniencing him in Scissor Isle and Welcome to the Places of My yes, Life. Yes, I think it's fair to say he hates the disabled. Um, <laughs> yeah, the place of my life, he gets the disabled parking space removed. Yeah. Uh, there's a long section about the disabled in No which we haven't got to in the series yet. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, his treatment of uh, others at the Norfolk Bravery Awards. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like maybe this is all the fault of Des Lynham because remember, when Des Lynham was at the BBC, he, he had free use of the disabled toilet. True. So is that maybe Alan's always wanting to be at Lynham's level? Yes. Maybe. That's where like this it. has all come from. I'm liking this. That's my theory. Yeah. There's, uh, isn't it in Mid-Morning Matters Series 1 as well where he talks about the Norfolk Broads and how they're making it accessible to disabled people and, yeah, the psychic Simon says, is that good or bad? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. right. Yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a short vignette here where we're reintroduced to uh, another classic character of Alan, uh, Alan folklore but uh, only on the other end of a phone. Uh, Lynn's back. Yep. Yes. Sort yeah. of. In my notes. Hurrah. Yep. It's yeah. such a shame we don't get to see her but it's nice to have her back. But yeah. I think that is testament to how good the writing for this series is that you don't need to see Lynn in the whole series him just being on one end of the phone to her and only hearing that side of the phone call it's funny enough you can kind of imagine what she's saying to him how she is reacting Mm. to him yeah Uh, yeah it's really it's really great writing and again kind of extending that partridge world just outside of the studio it's all there but you don't need to see it so well done uh, Gibbons Brothers well done. good stuff you don't need it from us but well done yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's on the phone to Lynn to get Andrew a competitively priced baby doll nighty because he's forgotten to get her anything do we know Valentine what a baby Day. doll nighty is I mean just take a guess it's a nighty why what's the baby bit Hello. It's not a baby's nightie. <laughs> the name's confusing. Google it! <laughs> yeah. uh, Alan describes his method of creating a giant Rolo. Jill goes for his tummy again, once again. <laughs> um, and he's created a jingle about oh. people being hungry. Uh, it turns out that he originally made it for comic relief, which is why it ends in someone screaming, I've got malnutrition! <laughs> oh, yeah, and when it finishes, you get, get to Alan going, I love that. <laughs> I often it's a comic relief, so I didn't want it. They're lost. Yeah. Uh, can we agree this scene definitively proves there's no place for live cookery on radio. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. Wait, no one's doing it apart from Alan. Which yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this is, this is uh, the Valentine's gobble-off. <laughs> um, 
not, not my words. Um, so as Jill is talking through the recipe, uh, we learn that Alan hates fennel. Now, I thought this might be some clever wordplay, or I might be overthinking it. Let's discuss. Okay. Um, so the Italian word for fennel is finocchio, and that is used in Italy as a derogatory term for homosexual. So the fact that Alan, we know that Alan doesn't like gay men. So is I that think, a clever wordplay, or think, am I overthinking it? I think you're overthinking it. I don't know, give the Gibbons more credit. Maybe they knew what they were doing. What's the, has anyone got the name of the dish that um, uh, is being cooked? Fish mm. pasta. It's fish pasta, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's a linguine with sardines, and I've, I've got ahead of my notes at this point. I can't see Simon surviving the smell of this. <laughs> no. Good point. Um, uh, so yeah, Alan's very insistent they remove fennel from the recipe. She tries to keep it in. He says, if you put fennel in there, we're going to fall out. <laughs> and then she turns away and he bends it immediately. <laughs> I always like it when he picks up the sardines, smells them and puts them under Simon's nose. <laughs> The next scene sees Alan and Simon finally having a heart-to-heart, does it not? Yes, yeah. so Alan's basically trying to be a caring boss by bragging that he didn't hit Simon. <laughs> the reason he didn't slap him was yeah. because he was concerned. <laughs> the reason, yeah. yeah, the reason I didn't slap Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good at saying yeah. you've said it. Uh, and I did say it at the top of the episode as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got that. And then the next line down where he's going, what you down for, buddy Bo? <laughs> yeah. That's nonsense, isn't it? Where's he got that from? <laughs> yeah. You've probably seen it on TV yeah. the night before. When I first met you in that pub and you were coming up with funny words for a woman's period, I was on the floor. <laughs> and the funny penguin walk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Where's... yeah. So that's when... So, because that's the thing, in iPartridge, when he talks about meeting uh, Simon telling a real groin wrecker of a joke, yeah. so we never... In the book, we never know what that joke is, no. and now we've kind of got an inkling yeah, as to yeah, what yeah, it might yeah. be. I also did wonder, do you think the pub they met in is the Boxley Wheat Chief? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Safe to assume. Um, Simon's trying to get the gravity of his situation across and starts to say that he almost didn't come into work. Alan's remedy for this is offering Simon to sit in his car and half a double-decker. It's kind of yeah. like how you treat a small child, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Go and sit in my car and calm down. But he says there's an unopened crunchy in there, but he's not to have that because he's driving to Banbury later. <laughs> yes, yeah. now, I've done a bit of crunching on this, so... Crunching? Uh, Banbury, crunching, very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just live, we're just riffing. Yeah. Um, so, if Alan was driving from Norwich to Banbury, that's approximately 142 miles. Google Ooh. tells me that'd be a two-hour, 50-minute drive, and Alan's only got one crunchy for that drive. Uh, I mean, has he got enough? Has he not got enough? Well, is he playing with fire? The fact he is still combining <laughs> driving and chocolate. I I'm think, worried yeah, that yeah, there yeah, could yeah, be a yeah. relapse. I think post Toblerone addiction, one crunchy for a, a journey of that length is very much the nicotine patch that he needs <laughs> yeah, that's, to, it, to keep that, it at that's bay. That's his chocolate methadone, isn't it? Exactly. One crunchy for three hours. Uh, so Simon dispatched as an incredible line to uh, to today's chef. He says, uh, "Ask your butcher where their lamb's sourced from. Ask your butcher is the mint sustainable. Ask your butcher the best way to bone a carcass. Leave the guy alone. If he was good with people, he wouldn't be a butcher." <laughs> Uh, I just wondered, do we have any butchers here tonight? And if so, is your mince sustainable? No, no butchers in need. That's a shame. <laughs> um, uh, he lists his favourite pie filling as, anyone? Julia, Julia Bradbury. Bradbury. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he put her in a big oven because he wouldn't want to break her up. <laughs> so I, I think it's worth just diving into Julia Bradbury's uh, TV history briefly uh, because this kind of lays the groundwork for his obsession about her coming to fore in Nomad. So obviously Nomad is about Alan doing mm. a walk in following the footsteps of his father. Yeah. Um, so... As we get through Julia Bradbury's major TV work, you'll kind of see where this theme comes from. So I think she's probably first seen on the screens. There was a Channel 5 entertainment roundup show called Exclusive back in like the late 90s. Uh, in top, uh, she featured in Top Gear in 1999. Uh, she's been on Country File with Matt Baker from 2000 to 2014. She was also in Watchdog. And then we get to this, Railway Walks with Julia Bradbury, 2010 BBC One. Uh, that's, BBC One? That's Britain, 2011 BBC One. Julia Bradbury's Canal Walks, 2011 <laughs> DVD release. Uh, the Great British Countryside, 2012 BBC One. Uh, we then switch to ITV, The Wonder of Britain, 2015. Best Walks with a View with Julia Bradbury, 2016 ITV. Britain's Best Walks with Julia Bradbury, 2017 ITV. And my personal favourite, Britain's Favourite Walks Top 100, 2018 ITV. I'm that was on television this year. Yeah. I'm worried she's getting typecast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, you could almost subtitle those waterway to have a good time yeah. and this country, these people. Uh, it's, yeah. it's Alan TV through yeah, and through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like she is Alan's female equivalent, yeah. He'd love to co-host it, but they wouldn't want to have him no, on there. definitely not. Uh, his description of a dream where he and Julia Bradbury end up crying in a tent kissing is really quite something. <laughs> I can't do it justice tonight, but I urge everyone to re-watch that bit. Uh, Jill's really loving his patter here, and I thought this... You could almost imagine, it, in some context, this is... Good radio. No, solid radio, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I've Jill, not said good. Why have you said good? <laughs> Jill describes him as being a bit like Heston Blumenthal. Um, question to the group. Uh, obviously, Heston Blumenthal, the three-star Michelin chef of the Fat Duck in Bray and Dinner in London. Uh, how much do you reckon the set dinner costs at the Fat Duck? 
Oh, it's about 250 quid. You're 250? Uh, can you give me any information on course numbers? Uh, it's about eight. Ten. I think it's one. Eight, ten. Okay, okay. I've got no idea. 200 quid. Uh, I'm going to go bargain basement, 180. £325 plus service charge. Sweet lord. Well, I won't be going there anytime soon. No. Follow-up question. <laughs> How much do you reckon the most expensive bottle of wine is on the menu at the Fat Duck? Uh, £600. £600. No. More. No, no. Oh, I reckon more. Like oh. 10 grand. 10 grand. Uh, uh, £145. Uh, anyone in the audience want to hazard a guess, just to make this a bit more fun for you? <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. I can tell you, <laughs> it is a Burgundy, it is a Cote de Nuit, it is called Romani Conti Grand Cru 2003, and it costs £13,800. Absolutely fuck off. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's pretty apparent that uh, Alan thinks Hessen Blumenthal is German as well, doesn't he? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, yeah. he starts talking in a German accent, which is basically straight out of the lower low. Yeah. And pretty much the same accent he uses as an Alpha Papa when he slaps the guy with the leather glove. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, very shortly afterwards forced to apologise for implying Hessen Blumenthal is affiliated yep. with any right-wing German groups. Uh, and then goes into the next song saying, this is side two of Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells. See you in 20 minutes. Yeah. Right, I'm off for a shower. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got time for a shower. Tubular Bells part two is 23 minutes and 17 seconds long. Um, yeah, part one was the one that was used in The Exorcist. Uh, mm. It was released in 1973 and it's now sold an estimated 15 million worldwide copies. Wow. One five. One five. Nice. Uh, Simon is back from his uh, time out in the car eating half a double decker at the show. Can we quickly discuss why is Alan off for a shower? Has he got in a sweat <laughs> thinking about Julia Bradbury? That's what I thought. Uh, oh, maybe yes, it's got hot from likely. the cooking as well. Yeah. Could have done. Yeah. yeah, small studio. Yeah. Very small he studio. Is, he is hygiene obsessed as well, remember? Yeah. Do you think maybe he takes regular showers during yeah, his yeah, radio yeah, shows? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, I think this this final scene of the episode is a wonderful scene, and I think this actually kind of makes the whole episode probably one of my favourites of the series. Mm. Uh, so Simon's back. They have they, again. They sort of have a kind of touchy feely moment, but isn't really very uh, very touchy feely. Uh, is everything all right? Uh, Simon's clearly had a bit of a cry, uh, yeah. and he starts to say, "Well, no, he's going to be okay." And then Anne says, "No, I meant with the car." And you're good. I, I mean, you don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, basically, Simon. Simon's girlfriend's been texting her ex. He starts going into it. They're having problems. I thought, is this the closest Alan's ever come to dealing with a son figure's problems? I mean, I doubt Fernando ever went to him with anything I feel significant. Like, I feel yeah. like Alan's parenting style is very much like, I'll take it as a sign of strength if you come to me in your hour of need, but I'll take it as a bigger sign of strength if you never come to me in your hour of need. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the advice is basically to just bottle it up. Because um, yeah. he asked Simon, you're not a member of a gun club, are you? Great, so just bottle it up. Yeah. Um, and he also says that... Um, so, yeah, his advice is that Basically Alan, Alan go, goes to Thetford Forest yeah. to scream and let off steam. Yeah. So that's what he's suggesting. Which you yeah. know Alan's clearly done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, on a regular basis. And then, uh, I mean... it's definitely healthy and normal, right? Yeah, I mean, we all, fun, we all yeah. do that. <laughs> and crying in the shower. <laughs> short burst weeing in the shower, well. we've established. Yeah, while you're having a quick, 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 quick pee. Um, <laughs> Alan's is short... Short burst underwater crying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I feel like we haven't given a lot of attention to just how kind of mild-mannered Jill, uh, who's been cooking, <laughs> has been up to this point. Yeah, just She's, a lovely, friendly, yeah, happy, a very homely, caring, yeah, yeah, it's all about comfort yeah. food. Yeah. And then she turns to Simon and says, and I quote, um, I, I, think, I think as an audience we're expecting some genuine well-wishes here. Yeah. You know? yeah. Alan's been, you know, he's, he's helping, but he's, he's quite I mean, cold. Alan's advice has been terrible, but he's tried his best. Yeah, yeah. we're expecting Jill, the to homely Welsh cook, to... To, to bring the comfort and she says don't cry nobody likes a cry baby women like a real man that don't take any shit so pull yourself together and be a fucking man <laughs> it was absolutely yeah, wonderful it's just so well done even Alan is visibly taken aback by this yeah, the, um, yeah I mean basically yeah she seemed quite nice and bubbly and now she's actually quite threatening yeah they, they're both absolutely blindsided by that because they built her up as this lovable Welsh cook um, and then uh, <laughs> Simon says to Alan what was the fish pasta like Alan says oh it was missing something because yeah. <laughs> you threw the fennel out Alan yeah. just a, br uh, a brilliant payoff to the yeah, fennel yeah, mentions yeah, yeah. throughout the episode there yeah, that's yeah. great uh, and I just put amazing and uh, there that episode ends anything else on this episode what are the ratings like 8.2 out of 10 on this so one back up yeah, yeah. yeah. Back up. and again I think that's fair I think this is a strong episode I yeah. think it's my favourite episode the second part. I think the second part is arguably the best, the best section in yeah. the series so we're still in agreement 
Blackburn and Gangster is probably at this point the weak yes. moment of the yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, so it's time to play a very brief game that uh, this audience tonight has never heard before. Uh, <laughs> not a new regular feature. A new regular feature on the show, not affiliated with BBC One's Would I Lie to You. It's Would We Lie to You, and uh, this round is uh, is down to me. Uh, inspired by Psychic Simon's Hangover, this episode uh, is this episode's Would We Lie to You is all about hangovers. Uh, two of these are true, one of them is a lie. Um, we're going to ask you to identify them once uh, once they've been read out, and we'll start with Tom. But we're looking for the lie, is that right? We're looking for the lie. We're looking for the lie. That's right. Okay, we're looking for the lie, people. Listen in. White wine has been proven to objectively produce the worst hangovers. A somewhat dated French idiomatic expression for a hangover is mal à chevaux, which literally means sore hair, or even my hair hurts. A group of Chinese scientists recently found that Sprite is a legitimate hangover cure. So, a brief recap. Please make some noise for the one that you think is a lie. Uh, the first one, Tom Dark, white wine, produces the worst hangovers. Hey. Uh, a lot of people are white wine drinkers here, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick claiming that French phrase mal à chevaux is an expression for a hangover that means even my hair hurts. Uh, and uh, Tom Stav says a group of Chinese scientists recently found that Sprite is a legit hangover cure. A mm. oh. couple of mutterings. A couple of mutterings. Well, uh, I tell you what, why don't, we, uh, why don't we go down in order? Uh, is yours the lie or is yours the truth? Um, white wine produces the worst hangovers. So just, just to go, based on audience noise, you're going with this is the lie. Mm -hmm. yep. That's what we're going with. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can reveal it is a lie. There well you done. go. Well, well, done. Done. Yeah. well done. Well done. So therefore, just to make sure there's no shenanigans, can confirm that <laughs> Steady on. Yeah. Sprite is a legitimate hangover cure, according to Chinese scientists. So mine <laughs> just was... No, you pulled out the wrong piece of paper there. Oh, so it's true. Nick. No, yours is no, true. No, Nick has Nick's pulled out the wrong piece of paper. Have I? Oh. No, you oh. just pulled out this that says lie. What is it he said truth? Yes. Yes. yes Mine. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. There you go. True. For the second night in a row, Nick has failed to basic grasp the basic concept. The best thing is, this is exactly what happened last night. Nick fucked it up on the second game as well. So it's, we've already done it once that evening. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> None of this matters. We'll, we'll definitely edit all of this out. And on that bombshell, you can yeah. get in touch with the pod, thepartridgepod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod, at thepartridgepod on Twitter, and at monkeytennispod. All that's left to do is to say thank you so much to our audience that have come out in Salford tonight and uh, thank you for listening to Monkey Tennis the Alan Partridge fan podcast thank you and good night uh, we've got thank a few chocolate oranges here so we're going to hand them out uh, yeah we are going to hand out some chocolate oranges and I'd also we'd just like, quickly like to say a massive massive thank you to everyone that has ever listened has ever come to a show has ever sent us a message on Twitter or has in any way contributed to the podcast we'd just like to say a massive thank you to you we really appreciate it so thank you very much thank you thank you cheers guys sorry I made a mistake as well I'm sorry Monkey tennis? Yabba dabba doo. Oh, sorry, sorry, I did do myself. Monkey tennis? This is mid more mat. Let's do slap hands. Idiotic broth. Monkey tennis? Please, please though. Pop, 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 pop. Monkey tennis? You need to press transfer. Uh, I like it. It's a clean kill. Monkey tennis? Well, that, that, we will, that, that, we will, that, we will do that, definitely, yeah. Okay, does Mummy know you do this? The time is ten and a half o'clock. What a dilbert. Monkey tennis? And I, I know it won't smash, Lynn. Just wrap it in bubble wrap. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.